Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is the Rivalry Week Recap Edition. We would have a, a more clever name, but we do not need one. Because this year's Rivalry Week lived up to its billing as the settling of accounts in an unfair, unjust, and entirely entertaining way. Yes, a parade of petty, a cavalcade of spite. That's what this Rivalry Week edition for 2016 was. I am Spencer Hall, SB Nation person. Changed my title weekly. Ryan Nanny joining us from Brooklyn, New York. Say hi. Hi, how's it going? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Hey, where did Nick Fitzgerald go to school, Ryan? UT Chattanooga. Wait, no, that's where he might have gone had he not been plucked away uh, from the mocks to play for Mississippi State. That's true. And what they what they do this weekend? Just oh, to give boy. you an idea of the kind of spite we're going to be describing, praising, and reviewing for you. Um, Ole Miss, they put it on you. They put it on you bad. Fifty-five twenty. I mean. <laughs> And and said Nick Fitzgerald ran for 258 yards on the ground. Landshark land seems an appropriate term for this Ole Miss defense because they flop on the ground and die. UT Chattanooga. My Laughing. God. It's just, um, yeah, y'all got your asses just absolutely whooped. Two players for Mississippi State ran for 190 yards. That's insane. <clears throat> Ole, Miss, Ole Miss is a team barely got to 200. So you know what? Like, I, 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 it, Ole Miss is in the curious position of, yes, Hugh Freeze has taken the program to uh, heights that previous coaches would have loved to reach. But this season, their best win is arguably the one-point win against Texas A&M. After that, it's Georgia. And after that, ha, he, ah, boy. Um, yeah. Hugh Freeze tweeted it last night. Hugh Freeze looked like he spent the night in a bad place. He looked, he looked at half, at the halftime, it looked like he'd gone through chemo. He looked bad. He looked shaken, shaken to his core. <laughs> he looked like he no longer believed in the love he is so, so enjoys talking about on a regular basis. That's how bad this loss was. Jason Kirk from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Hey, are you indoors? Yeah, at the moment, it's below 50 degrees outside, so I'm incapable of going outside. Um, So y'all get blessed with adequate audio quality today. Hey, man, stay safe out there. And those temperatures, whoo. Yeah, I know, right? Just 50s. Whoo. Actually, it it, it has peaked over 50, but can't risk it. Can't risk it. I mean, you really, uh, Jason's not going outside unless the temperature is in, like, Syracuse pit territory. I assume. Yeah, we're, we're going to need numbers that make you say, basketball season already? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because let's put it this way. Pittsburgh, who I deemed this year's most important team not involved in the playoff, because they will probably have two wins over playoff teams, they ended up beating Syracuse. An everyday occurrence, one would assume. It's like a <laughs> it's like a 3-8, and eight, right, Syracuse team, or a 3-7 and seven Syracuse team coming, or whatever they were, 4-7. and seven. Coming into this game, everyone should beat Syracuse. And it's true, Pitt did beat them. They beat them by a score of 76 to 61. And because we like to tackle the big things here on the podcast first, we'll just go over a few of these numbers for you. Because we like math. Um, In the fourth quarter, if you like a flurry, if you like a sprint to the finish, 
Pitt Syracuse was your game because they scored 47 points in the fourth quarter. 47 points. And the in the relatively docile second quarter, they only scored 28 points between the two teams. Syracuse had 38 38 first downs. Pitt almost had as many yards, 644 to 668, but only had 20 first downs, meaning they were just biting off whole hunks. Pitt, Pitt, okay. only, Pitt only ran 59 plays. 59? <laughs> they so bought more, the jumbo plays. And that, more, and that includes some, like, kneel, some kneel downs at the end. So, like, my God. Yeah, you would assume. Th- this was my other favorite stat of the week, by the way. In a rivalry game humiliation at the hands of Clemson. Okay? And I mentioned this in the top whatever. 56 to 7. That's what Clemson did to South Carolina. Clemson had 41 first downs. Now, normally you see this kind of thing in a game like Oklahoma-Texas Tech, where one team is just one team is putting up massive points, the other one is responding, and you get this 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 shootout. Nope. What this means is classic Will Muschamp football. It means that they were making tackles all the way to the end. And extending the pain and the bleeding as far as they could possibly go oh, in a few yeah. effort. South Carolina showed up to a mini gunfight with a slap bracelet. It did not go great. <laughs> but they didn't give up. They kept slapping though, didn't they? <laughs> they they just kept... damned if they ever stopped slapping. These aren't allowed in schools because they're dangerous. Go Cox. Just I mean the effort. The effort it takes to give someone forty one first downs. Yeah, and and keep them in the game like that, despite already being up, to not let them go the other thirty yards to the end zone and just give up an arm tackle. Man, that's that's some some noble defeat there. That was, South I Carolina. mean, I mean, I mean, in true Dabo fashion, this is a baptism, and you survived South Carolina, so so it, technically it's a successful one. I think I think South Carolina. I don't think they got the point of the baptism. It was like. <laughs> They thought it was like an endurance thing, like, see how long you can stay under. <laughs> okay, we're at three minutes. <laughs> he's, he's getting so close to Jesus. Starting to worry. <laughs> yeah. other, other great moments of spite. I would like to highlight a few before we get to the larger issues, i.e. your Michigan-Ohio State, which frankly is as, as spiteful and storied as a rivalry can possibly be, uh, certainly fits in this category, but... A few moments of highlights for those who might have fallen under the radar. First of all, it would be cool. North Carolina, with a couple of other dominoes, could have made the ACC championship game. But nope, NC State. They really wanted that Continental Tire Bowl or wherever the hell they're going to play in Charlotte. Yep, they beat them 28-21 now, to finish 6-6 six and six and knock North Carolina out of ACC championship consideration. Now, I assume one of the other dominoes that you're referring to would have been Virginia winning? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. That's so, a big domino. That's a pretty big domino. That's, that's like not a, a. That's a whole damn wall. That's a building. That's a building that needed to fall. I do like to make it more spiteful by pointing that out. Also, that NC State just got up 21-0 and kind of sat on North Carolina. Love it when that happens. Additional rivalry spite. Arkansas really wanted to finish strong. Mm, no, man. Really wanted to, you know, hit the tape. Sprinting, right? Yeah, they they lost to a, they lost to Missouri, they a did. four and eight Missouri team. So November is is dead. November two and two. No, they were, they were two and two. 
Well, they were better in the other months. <laughs> they were, November, they were. No, November lasted uh, three years. We'll even give, give them credit for the first year when they were they were a better bad team, but it was a three-year run. Yeah, it was a good one, too. But it, it, really admiring the the spite and backbone shown by Missouri. We called it since since they started since they started conference play. They have not won games back to back, so we already called this loss. God, we're brilliant. We are, and you know that counts for spotting the trends. That counts. <laughs> that counts for nothing, aka zero, which is what Arkansas scored in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh Rolling on, I only got one more. Okay, maybe two more that I really want to mention in terms of rivalry rivalry weeks. Bite. Arizona State, Arizona was the late game on Friday. And this looked pretty dismal going in. Arizona, 2-9. They were 0-7 in the Pac-12 going in. (laughs) And not a good 0-7 either. Nope. Getting lapped. Not staying on the track. Not competitive. Uh, Hey, hey, Jason. What what happened? To Arizona State? Is that what we're... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Come on, this, that's the conversation we're having right now. Okay. Uh, well, they they don't have. Uh, they, I think they only played with nine defenders. It was very sad. Some guys got lost on the way to the stadium. Um, the stadium's not very far away. Those two campuses are pretty close, but they only had nine defenders, and they were all uh, they were all back covering the pass, which turned out to be the wrong idea because Arizona put up was it 511 rushing yards? Is that right? That's a number in my head. That can't be right. God. 512. <laughs> oh, I was selling them short. <laughs> Jesus Give them three feet. You remember when Arizona State was 5-0 and oh, and not a single person bought it? Like, I think we on here just kind of, huh? <laughs> I think that was our reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it turned out that was, uh, yeah, it turned out we, we were all uh, right about Arizona State. That was, that was yeah, that's it. Brandon Dawkins attempted how many passes? How many? How many? Eight. Eight. Who? They they beat Arizona State 56-35 and denied them a bowl eligible record by throwing the ball eight times and only completing three passes. Arizona, you are the best team in the world this week. (laughs) Um let's can we can we also give a little shout out to Iowa though? Because my God. (laughs) Absolutely. Iowa, Iowa put up forty points on Nebraska, and they did it without any field goals. Not like, one. Like this was just a blood. This was a bloodletting, and Nebraska. And it's not as if Nebraska didn't have anything to play for. They still needed help to get to the Big Ten championship game. But you know, part of it was helping themselves first. And hey, look at that! It's a nine-win Nebraska team. I'll be damned. When have we seen those before? <laughs> hmm. They lose their bowl game. What would they be? They'd be uh, uh, nine and four. Huh, nine and four. That's weird. Interesting. Hmm. So like some well, they've really, they've really got this program turned around. But they're a much politer nine and four now. So <laughs> they really are. They'll just let you have forty points. Um, and tell September me the, September fourth. Yeah. It's more than Bo, more than Bo Pelini Day now. Aww. <laughs> um, anything else that we missed of particular hate that you don't think we're gonna get to later? I mean. Texas, oh, yes, yeah, just that, that just feels sad. Oh, oh, you know what? We might want to yeah. mention one. Might yeah. want to mention one. Yeah, AC, the ACC went three and one against the SEC. 
What was the one? To, if you had to pick that one in a million tries, you I mean, you'd probably get it in a million tries. But it wouldn't be soon. wouldn't be early in the series. No, man. Kentucky. That would be Kentucky, the worst football team on the planet. <laughs> Pride of the SEC East. Now, if you had... All if you had the whole SEC East play a round robin starting right now, yeah, um, you'd you'd probably pick Kentucky, wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I'd throw Vandy in the mix, buddy. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't mm. want to snub or spite Vandy. I don't <laughs> want. I, I don't want. I don't want any part of your standard SEC power rankings reversed in exactly that order. I don't yeah. want any part of Vandy right now because Kyle Shermer. Learned how to pass over the last three weeks. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. He got a little help. Tennessee, uh, no, ten, no, no, ten, no Tennessee. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but Tennessee is all about like, here, let me just. Oh, you can't reach the top top shelf. Here, why don't we just give you a little boost? There you go, 400 yards. It's right up there. Just grab it. Go get it. You did it. I'm so proud of you. Step ladder defense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 bumpers on the side of the lane and bowling. That's what Tennessee is giving you defensively. But Shit, yeah, it's more I, than that. Tennessee's going down and kicking three pins over for you. Hey, you're already – look at that. You just need seven now. <laughs> they just have Derek Barnett to make them feel good about themselves. Like, we got a oh, defender. One. God. <laughs> yeah, they're injured. But still, Kyle Sherman was throwing ropes uh, against the Tennessee defense. But still. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give still. him credit. This narrative should not be undimmed. Or should not be dimmed by your pessimism or realism. I just, I really appreciate that the the sort of name brand teams of the SEC East all had the decency to look like total shit at the same time, so that not it, it none of us can laugh at each other. It's the most three stooges way to end the regular season because we all have pie on our face and have slipped and broken our tailbones. Before we discuss exactly why the SEC is such complete crap this year, and there are a lot of real tangible reasons, Kentucky had 581 yards of offense. <laughs> 581, baby. They had five. They outgained Louisville. They outgained legendary brain Bobby Petrino and the likely Heisman winner Lamar Jackson. They dominated them at the line of scrimmage they had 229 yards rushing i think they ran like eight plays maybe maybe eight plays steven johnson steven johnson was a monster at quarterback he had 338 yards he was the better passer he didn't throw three interceptions lamar jackson did and fumbled and that's that's secretly the most annoying part of this. I don't care that Kentucky won. I would have been fine if Kentucky had just won this game. I'm super annoyed that now we have to talk about the Heisman. And like it was so nice to just be like, yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to win it. Don't even bother. Don't pay attention to it. And now we have to have this like real aggravating conversation. Well, you know, he collapsed down the stretch. That's what Louisville needed him the most. And isn't this a ba- No, I just don't want to do it. He didn't collapse down the stretch. No, but people expect? people will say well, he did. People will say he did. His number, his numbers, his numbers the last like month of the season weren't nearly as good as his numbers at the beginning. His numbers the, at the, the beginning were the, fucking insane. His numbers included turnovers. So his, his numbers, his numbers also included getting sacked like eleven times. Sure, and yes, he doesn't game. have an offensive line. He does not have an offensive line at all. No, I mean, I, yes, I, he, hear he, he deserved, I hear you. I hear you. But Heisman, but 
Um, it should be a conversation now. It should, you know, no, if, if, if we give a shit about this trophy, which none of us do. None well, of us do. Spencer but does because he's a voter and he's already voting for Cepho Leofau. So. Spencer doesn't give a shit. Spencer just votes. <laughs> remember, remember, I cannot actually discuss this because the Heisman has this brilliant policy of, you know, don't discuss it ahead of time. Yeah. So we, wouldn't be... want, we wouldn't want anyone to have a discussion about the thing that we're trying to protect and promote, right? Yeah, it's like voting for Pope. Shrouded <laughs> in secrecy. And also, nobody from Kentucky will ever win it. If you yeah, if you take a selfie in the booth while writing down your Heisman vote, you'll be you'll be arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Heisman police will come and get me. Billy Sims will knock on my door and yell. Billy, Sim- Billy Sims might do that actually. He really might. He really might. But now we have to have this fake discussion about a fake story. This is a total <sighs> Facebook story. Please share. I don't think Lamar Jackson deserves this. <laughs> I'm Clay fake, Travis, and I'm going to tell you exactly what you think and act like it's controversy. What? I, I mean, in, in in any other year, sure, sure. Let's 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 th- keep an open mind and see who else is deserving. It's just there's there's no other option. There's no clear there's no clear second best choice. I mean, you. Alabama has like three running backs. Yeah, Unless you're going to give it to all of them, what are you going? That's always the the fallback option. Mm-hmm. Is just just give it to somebody from the Alabama. Team. The team. But. Sure, sure, fine, fine. Let's argue about the Heisman. Um, who is Louisville going to play in a bowl game now? What do we have the projections up for that yet? Uh, either they can hang on to the Orange Bowl spot. Yeah, that ain't happening. Thanks, Florida. Well, they did beat Florida State by forty-three points. It comes down to Louisville or FSU. <laughs> Louisville has they a head-to-head. Must, they must be um, amazing then. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I mean they both lost. They both lost to Clemson. That evens out. A loss to Kentucky is comparable to a loss to North Carolina. Um, look at the records. They really are. And otherwise, um, Louisville stomped Florida State head-to-head and also lost to Houston. I mean, it, their, their resumes are really close, and I feel like the rankings on Tuesday will give us a, a good look. Um, and then Bama beats Florida and further degrades <laughs> one of Florida State's best wins. Um, so it's either Louisville in the Orange Bowl against Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin or Ohio State. Or it's, um, you know, down in the Russell Athletic or something. Yeah. Let me, l- let's get to the question of why is the SEC such ass? Why is it so bad? Why, why, we ask, um, is it so, so very, very bad? We all have varying theories on this. Um, and they're pretty material. There's, there's not a lot here that seems to, like, not make a lot of sense. Ryan? Uh, the coaches are shitty. Hey, look at that. The coaches the coaches are shitty and trying to copy like the uncopyable Alabama blueprint at this when like it's funny to think back to when Urban Meyer first came to Florida and he didn't succeed by saying like, hey, who's already doing well in the SEC? Let me do that shit. No, he was like, nah, I got something new. I'm gonna try something different. Oh wait, look at that, it worked. Like Um let me let's let's start let's just start at the top. Okay, and, well, and I don't want you to go like crap or not crap. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can just use a one word to describe well, each of them. It's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so Alabama, Nick Saban. He's de- he's definitively not crap. Right. He's, he's definitely not a crap coach. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can I can verify it's not. Arkansas, Brett Bielema. Let's let's be real honest here. Usually not crap, relatively. 
compared to <laughs> long-term progress. There's no real short way to say it. I mean, but... shit, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's just as good, if not better, without him. Yeah, Wisconsin um, controls and it's not, its own and it's, national title destiny. <laughs> and it's not like the Big Ten got easier in the interim. It got a hell of a lot fucking harder. Yeah, because he built it up so yeah, that's so, right. so that's grand. Right. Yeah. So, so um, glorious. Let me, let me give you – do you know – Brett Bielema's record at Arkansas right now with a salary with a salary of four million dollars in a car, in a career record. No, I, I mean in, in oh, conference just right now. His oh. record, his record right now at Arkansas with a four million dollars salary and a massive buyout. Um, I think they're three and five in conference. Yes, I mean overall, overall oh, since he oh, walked geez. since he walked in. Now we can bust it down a conference. And that's going to look way worse. I'll just um, give you the spoiler. It'll look way worse. Yeah. He's got to be, if we're talking overall record, he's got to be one or two games above or below 500. Jason, got a guess? Overall? Yeah, overall. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say a couple games over 500. He has 25 and 25. And, <laughs> and in oh conference, and in conference is 10 and 22 right now. Uh, uh, perfect 10. Yeah, it's 10 and 22. Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn. Crap or not crap? Um, not crap. Not crap. Overall not crap. Yeah, because who you look at who Auburn lost to this season, and by and large, you can explain away all of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go not crap. He, he's definitely not crap. The Georgia game was crap, but it was mismanaged. Injury uh, planning, basically, which is not ideal, but overall, you have to say, not crap. Fresh out of quarterbacks, which, which uh, yeah, ultimately, that's his, you know, that's his fault, but still. Yeah, which, by the way, that's another factor in the SEC being crap quarterbacks, right? Like, Auburn couldn't keep one healthy, and they really didn't have one on the pipeline who sort of stepped up uh, or who they developed thus far. No, so they, had, they had a Heisman candidate. Did you not know? Oh, oh, who was that? It, it, it was Jeremy Johnson, not I. Yeah, he, huh. he started against Bama. Yep. Wow, it's crazy. They had that, and they've had a former star JUCO backup. Um, the next one, the next one's going to be a difficult answer for me. Okay. Uh, Jim McElwain, Jim McElwain at Florida. Like, mm. like perfectly average. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say definitively not crap. No, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that, but you are watching <laughs> Will Muschamp after he went to obedience school. Correct. That's that's what this is. He's not crap. He's not what I want, but he's not crap. Like, they can't, like uh, I am irrational. I would want to fire him after yesterday. That's not going to happen. This is, he's, he is the, I feel like we, the, he is our George H.W. Bush, where we're like, yeah, none of this is memorable, and you're not going to get a second term, but I think we don't hate you. I don't know. There are people we hate more. Let's say that. Four, four years, and I wish you well. That's enjoy enjoy your out. library. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next one's fun. Kirby Smart. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. hit him with the one gotta go. No, nah, man. I mean, that Georgia team, fuck that, man. They are absolute crap right now. And and for everybody who wants to be, oh, they're going to be so good next year, Jacob Eason, blah, blah. You know what? We ain't talking about next year. We're talking about... This year, where they did nothing, they did nothing. If it's not for if it's not for the Auburn game, they lose to all of their rivals and to Vanderbilt, and get hammered by an old Miss team that doesn't even up ended up making a bowl. 
This team yeah, is think, crap. I think at this point, Vandy's been elevated to a rival. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the rivalry. Just man. throw the, just throw them on. And I mean, Ole Miss, shit, man. Those are the two churchiest, frattiest schools. So sure, you lost to all your rivals. This can is. I, can I, I mean, this, this is the, Yeah, go ahead. Jim McElwain, we, we decided was not crap, but he does not have a quarterback for some reason two years into this when people say, well, man, he hasn't gotten to work with one of his quarterbacks yet. Well, whose goddamn fault is that? Yeah, I mean... You're it, the coach! It, I, I think it's the online pharmacy's fault, but... Um... I mean, there's that, but still, <laughs> man. Contingency planning. I know. Other coaches have made this work. Other coaches have done this. You've lost to FSU twice in a row. No one should lose to Florida State at anything. I mean anything. Man, loses. Checkers, life, income. Loses fucking complimentary for what Florida's done to Florida. Like, I'll just own it right now. Florida State, from top to bottom, is better than Florida. That's That's why it's hard to get mad at that game. It's like, yeah, one of these teams came into the season as a legitimate national title contender that things just didn't really break the right way for. And the other one was not expected to win a crappy division, but somehow stumbled literally ass backwards into it. Like, so, like, like, I like, can't, like, I can't be mad. It's like the, one of these teams is much better organized and run than the other. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this team, the roster looks like somebody went shopping when they were hungry. That's what it looks like. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Pick up one of those. Why are there so Take many Twizzlers? I forgot quarterback again. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> put, twiz- that. put Twizzlers in. Twizzlers, throw deep. Sure. And it should be it should be mentioned, by the way, Kirby Smart has a quarterback. Like they got a quarterback. He's good. He also has an offensive coordinator who sometimes does things like passing when they have a lead against a team they can run yeah. the ball at will on, which resulted in an interception, which resulted in Georgia Tech getting the tying TD, which resulted in Georgia Tech eventually getting the winning TD yesterday, 28-21. Georgia lost to Georgia Tech. That should not happen in the modern era. How the fuck do you outrush Georgia Tech on the exact same number of carries and lose at home? That did that, like, none of that makes sense. Georgia Tech is not an especially complex equation box score-wise, but you managed to fuck it up, Georgia. Yeah. Way to go, Kirby. Smart. Crap. Move on. Next. Butch Jones? Crap. <laughs> crap. Uh, you, you know what? We had, I wasn't going to get to Butch Jones yet, but okay. I want to do, right. do a preview crap. That's how crap Butch Jones is. He's crap. Yeah. All right. Who's next? I sound like Kirk Ferentz in that clip. Crap. crap. <laughs> uh, Kentucky. Mark Stoops. I'm going to argue not crap. I mean, um, seem, seem, seems like not crap. He Schrodinger's crap. Because <laughs> like, because like, you know what? This team still lost to Southern Miss. This team still got hammered by Florida. This, I mean, hey, that's a Southern Miss is a bowl team, but I, I understand. I hear, I hear you on all that. Um, down thirteen zero to Austin P as recently as last week. <laughs> this team is <laughs> this team is crap and not crap at the mm. same time. I think. Okay. Um, I I think not crap. I mean, Kentucky should be bad. Kentucky should have have horrible, ugly, ugly yeah. losses. I mean, if Kentucky goes seven and five, not crap. I don't give a shit how it got there. Next, Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna go uh, for the for the moment. Yeah, I'm, not I'm going, crap. I'm, I'm I'm going not crap. Not, not crap. It, not crap. Um, the real problem is gonna be when 
when the standard at LSU becomes very clearly not this binary that we have set up. I would also add, by the way, Mark Stoops has a quarterback. I think Steven yeah. Johnson's going to be fine, right? When we go to like, why your quarterback is crap, but he's young. That's another reason the SEC sucked. There's just been this massive turnover at quarterback. Ed Ogeron, no quarterback. Not a real promising thing if you're looking for negatives going into 2017. He also has LSU. no he also has no Cam Cameron. So I'll take mm. that if I'm an LSU mm. fan. True. Yeah, that's that's True. coming out high. Um speaking of have a quarterback, might kind of be crap. Um I'm gonna say Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is not crap. No, Hugh Freeze. I don't think manage this season all that well, but you are allowed to have one when, when you have taken a program from where it was to where they got, you are allowed to have one down five and seven year and it not be a total blemish on your, uh, on your record. So yeah, he, he gets provisional, not crap status. Provisional, he's, on crap, not crap. He's, he's on crap probation. He's on crap watch. Yeah, he's on he's on crap watch, but does have a quarterback because Shea Patterson's going to be real good. They threw him in with zero prep, and he did pretty well. So I think they'll be pretty good. A, a weird one, B- Barry Odom. Barry Odom. Um, no one knows. Yeah, no. don't what? don't care. Just, just how much? Just don't how care. many total minutes did we watch of Mizzou this year? I watched not a single second. Same. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I watched two games. I'm going to go with crap so far. We, we are not qualified to weigh in, but. Will Muschamp, crap. Has a quarterback, crap. <clears throat> Bowl eligible. <laughs> will Muschamp. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, I mean, you know what? I will kind of, I'll kind of side with Jason here and say, I so, don't think, I don't think Will Muschamp's great, but South Carolina was better than I thought they would be this year. I thought they would not be in most games, and other than the Clemson game, they really didn't get hammered by anybody. They lo- they lost, you know, their fair share. But they weren't getting tore apart. So let's go by the Hugh Freeze standard. A coach is allowed one losing season, right? Yeah. Well, Will Muschamp has one losing season. Oh, you know what? Years. You know what? I just uh... please, please uh, go I got... to the next one, Spencer. Please. I got a, I got a hard one. Okay. I, I, th- I think another difficult one. Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. like, like that. It, it's it, not crap, but boy, does it. <laughs> Boy, does it spoil quickly. That, you want to you want to talk you want to talk about not having a winning record in conference since his first season at coach. Kevin's, being yeah, stuck being they, stuck on eight and five. If they lose their bowl game, they'll be eight and five. I mean, they, eight, eight wins is good. Like, eight, sure, it looks bad to get a big record and then blow it. But if they pulled, you know, if they did it the other way around, or if they were more judicious with the wins, we wouldn't have the same opinion. Um, I'm gonna go not crap. It, he. It, it, you know, there there was a bunch of weird stuff that happened at quarterback. Had two or three transfers all at once, um, and a but bunch of other. Is, a why bunch is that? Why is that not? Why is that not on him? That's his roster. I realize <laughs> that. But I mean, I if mean, we're going to give Hugh Freeze a pass for all the shit that happened this year, um, sure, 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 sure. Let's let's do the same for Sumlin. Um, I mean, it's it's really easy to look at eight wins like that's just shit, but. It's eight wins. You know it's what? Not great. You know not what? Great. It's not worth five million a year, but that's it's two not wins. Crap. That's two wins better than we said Texas A and M was going to be this year. We said six and yeah. six, and they went eight and four. Yeah. So that's that's true. And and I will point out, not really a defined quarterback situation coming back. So on our two factors, I'm just going to go Kevin Sumlin. Not crap. I will I will say this. 
it, this year with this SEC West, for Texas A&M to not even finish top three in the division, that's pretty crap. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But is I'll, anybody say, really top three in the I feel like no, that division no, is. There's, it's, the, it's the standings a tie for fourth. Are, standings are everyone is sixth. I don't yeah. care what the numbers say. Mississippi State creeping up to fifth place. Yeah, um, I'm, 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 we can go trending crap if you want. Okay, That'd be that's fine. fine. Additionally, we, we have two more coaches to go. Uh, Derek Mason. Ah, you know what? Before this year, I would have been like definitive crap. Mm, nope. nope. I, nope. I'm, I'm going to, after this year, trend, trend. I'll say this. Crap, but trending non-crappily. You I'm going to go to not crap. Okay. I'll just say straight up not crap. Also, if, I, I, if you're if you go six and six at Vandy, no matter how down the division is, not crap. Yeah, I, yeah, that's totally accurate. Okay, so we'll just go overall, not crap on him, and uh, have a quarterback. Uh, yeah, <laughs> afraid so. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just as I'm just as confused by this as you are, but here we are. Finally, I want to do one where we can just pile on the crap. It's Butch Jones, crap. Complete crap. Who crap. Absolute just... crap. Tennessee, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> and, and like, oh my God. Tennessee, what did you do? I don't need to even point to anything on the field to say he's crap. Oh, At all. It's... Oh. It's, yeah. repl- it's 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 I will say this Tennessee did a really impressive job of the first really like the first five games of the year the defense pretty much carried them the Georgia game was kind of an exception but like the defense was it kept them long uh, around long enough in the Florida game to come back and win it defense absolutely won them the App State game and they recovered a shit ton of fumbles in the Virginia Tech game um, and then towards the end of the season kind of like from South Carolina, that loss on, the defense was just like, well, we did our part. We'll see y'all so, later. So all those lucky breaks in the first five games, half those go the other way, and this is a 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six team. Oh, boy. And and then he, he's absolutely fired, right? Yeah. Probably ought to. I mean that that would be it. That that's before you consider any Title IX implications. This was, I mean, if you fire Les Miles because you couldn't get a snap off against Auburn. Uh, yeah. How how are we rolling with that? How's how's that going to look when we look at the 2016 Tennessee team? Like I, you know, there's two dudes who, if they just wanted to walk, like the sport doesn't miss them. Doesn't miss a damn thing. And they're both cin- they're both Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati born and bred. <laughs> All Cincinnati yeah. does is crank out lovable men. <laughs> Mark D'Antonio stands as the most lovable coach to ever come from Cincinnati. <laughs> a man who a Google search for Mark D'Antonio smiling will be like, sorry, no results found. The, yeah. Mark D'Antonio smiling is always like the disrespect meme. So like even him smiling <laughs> is like he's thinking about how much everyone hates him. Yeah. But I mean, compared compared to the other, compared to um, Brian Kelly and Butch Jones, I mean, Mark D'Antoni is sterling, lovable citizen of <laughs> beloved beloved man. Yeah, and he's done some like kind of sus stuff when it comes to letting players back on the team, and it's not even close to Butch Jones. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not close to like Brian Kelly's general air of malignant like scorn for everything around him. Oh, well, don't worry. Brian Kelly's going to dump you before you dump him anyway. 
No, I'm, I'm looking at my options. Go, <laughs> you go right ahead. I'm definitely not looking at my options. I don't know how many times we talked about this. Yeah, definitely not. Notre Dame, by the way, is now four and eight. And they lost forty-five twenty-seven to that- USC. Adoree Jackson was a monster in that game. Yeah, God, that game good. just that game just didn't it didn't even matter at this point. Sorry, yeah. Notre Dame. You're just like I would have been fine if we had gone this whole podcast and not even mentioned Notre Dame. No, I'm going to mention it for two reasons. I One, know, because you yeah, hate no. Notre Dame and you're full of spite. Yeah, no, no, no. Full of burning hatred for this team and this program. Uh, especially because two things. One, Brian Kelly kept the team on the field in the rain in L.A., which I maintain when it's raining in L.A., that's psychological warfare. You just It doesn't make any sense. Everyone's thrown off by it. Notre Dame made him stay on the field, blocked everyone getting on the field so he could lecture his team which I'm sure they really appreciated on the boot end of a 24-7 ass-kicking at the time to say that that's not the way Notre Dame played. And the team responded, um, particularly Jerry Tillery, because Jerry Tillery, a defensive lineman for Notre Dame, uh, kicked a dude in the head. Uh, I believe it was Akacedric Ware. It kicked him in the head when he was on the ground with uh, what most people think is probably a concussion. Yeah, Tillery just sort of, you know, boop, popped him in the head with his foot as he walked by. And stepped on another player's ankle. That's how I responded to Brian Kelly's lecturing. Yeah, the the, the head the head brush. I can I can write that off as like didn't see him, didn't know what he was doing. The ankle stomp. It's like oh, he squared up. He lined that. He oh, just got him in his sights. It was like crush. Yeah, and the stomp was one where you say, okay, you know the benefit of the doubt we were giving you on the other one. That yeah. that's gone. That's yeah, gone you too. It. Sorry. You lost it. Um, I'm looking at Notre Dame's 2017 schedule. Um, they open the season at home with Temple and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a non-zero possibility that Notre Dame brings back Brian Kelly after after a very disastrous four and eight season, and starts the season zero and two with losses to Temple and Georgia at home. Contemplate. Think that'd be a wrap. Yeah. Gotta that'd say, probably, gotta say, it might. That that'd probably be a wrap. Also, um, you, you think players think players are gonna buy back into this? <laughs> you oh think players God. are gonna circle up, extend the love to this extremely charismatic man? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Brian Kelly, this, this is Brian yeah. Kelly being carried off the field after his like um, firing, securing loss. <laughs> they douse coach against they, his will. <laughs> They, lo- they lose by 30 points to USC and douse coach and carry them off. Put me down. Why did, they, why yeah, did is... they, why did they have a, why did they have a Gatorade bucket full of kerosene anyway? That seems weird. I, what I would not give to see a man who was paid that much money to coach college football, picked up by his players, <laughs> carried aloft on their shoulders and, and thrown into a dumpster. Oh, I would pay so much money for that. Wiggling and trying to break free. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I pay your salaries. <laughs> oh, like a like a giant shaved Ewok. Gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> the this reminds me that Georgia, you absolutely deserve to lose to Georgia Tech because you know who you brought in to consult Brian Van Gorder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you chose to do that. You chose to do that. Tell us, tell us what you're gonna see. Uh, other rivalry fallout. I love that we get like 40 minutes into this podcast before we discuss the actual biggest game. That's great. Ohio State, Michigan. 
probably I, like you know like one of what it was that game. yeah i mean it was it, it was it had its share of sloppy and it had its share of ref fuckery so it was not the best played most pristine game of the season but it was one of the most fun to watch it was the game of the year i don't think i mean this was the game of the year you would would you put it over clemson louisville at this point yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I I would for. I would I would states. probably I would probably disagree, but I th- well at the time Clemson Louisville had the same stakes. Yeah, but staging and the fact that okay. you know, Clemson Louisville that's an interesting, intriguing, budding rivalry in the ACC. This is church. This is you know like I don't really like to carry over credit historically too much, but you know you play at noon in Ohio Stadium and it looks shitty and cold. And, what yeah, about that's... what about Oregon Oregon State? We throwing that in there? That's in there. That's right okay. up there. Okay, we'll get yeah. to that. We'll we'll get to that. Don't worry. Top um, five. Uh, yeah, Michigan. What What's confusing to me is that Michigan got what I thought was a really impressive performance from a very hurt Wilton Spate, and they just couldn't do anything with it. Not or they couldn't do enough with it. I should say. Yeah. Also, this that Michigan a run team. Uh, Michigan got ninety one yards. On the ground. I know they had three turnovers. There were not many yards. No, there were not many yards on the ground for Michigan at all. I don't expect that's going to be the case in the future. I mean, Michigan's just going to bow up and get bigger and meaner and more hardballish along the offensive line. But, man, you got to do better than that, particularly when Ohio State. That was all Ohio State really could do was yeah, run the ball. And and that they couldn't even get going until pretty yeah, damn late. So. Go three and out, go three and out, go three and out. Finally break one. That was pretty much it. And then count on the quarterback with one arm to cough up the ball a few times. Which he did. Uh including yeah, the play of the like if you want to know a play of the game, Michigan fans, I know you will side up stills, angles Multiple oh pieces of evidence, memes, <laughs> MS Paint arrows. You can circles, see the ball diagrams. goes back into the left. Back and back, back and into the left. It really did go back into the left. <laughs> it did <laughs> into that man's ass. It did go back into the actually more to the right, but still <laughs> to his I left. Mean, do- dossiers and well documented, very empirical cases for why the angle of the light reveals that, in fact, a spot went one way or the other. Here's what I appreciate the, about the Big Ten referees who made that. Like, there is a very compelling case to be made that the Big Ten referees fucked over Michigan earlier in this game at multiple points. Like, I am I am absolutely willing to hear it. I think they, they miss a lot of calls, and I think the the sort of the disparity in the penalty numbers makes you at least scratch your head. But this call, this fourth down call, was so close and in real time was so hard to parse and wasn't so clearly wrong on review that you walk that they left you what they left you with was one that was just like yeah, man, close calls happen. And so that's all we're talking about and not any of the other shit that they got wrong. Yeah, that. and I mean, I'll give you a, whew, a couple of PI calls in there, a couple of rough non-PI calls in there uh, against Michigan. But you know yeah. what? Again, you, you don't leave it up to that. You don't fumble on the one-yard line. You you don't run the ball as badly as, as Michigan ran it. And you don't let Ohio State do what they did late in the game which is drive for winning scores on 
the ground. It's really cool to watch Ohio State, by the way, because they have this Urban Meyer thing where they go, oh, we're not gaining any yards running? Cool, we're just going to keep running. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, eventually you'll die if I just keep hitting you hard enough. The, um, since... I just looked earlier today. We put up a collection of every Michigan fan um, zapruitering that's gone on with that final call. And I just looked in the SB Nation CFB Twitter account. People have sent three new ones that I had yet to see good, so good, far. Good, 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 good. They're um, they're they're still they're still innovating and finding new ways to draw arrows and lines on the same set of pictures. I you know what. Eleven Warriors, I will buy the shirt that you're making about this play. Just already put me down for one. I know it's yeah, gonna be uh, I know it's gonna be mean well, as shit. Yeah. Land Grant Holy Land, that just popped up. They have one that says, actually, the spot was good. <laughs> I I think that's probably the most honest and concise argument. Oh boy. I'm one over. Why not? Yeah, this was I, I did really enjoy watching this game though. Especially because uh, you know, anytime one coach gets a 15-yard personal foul for throwing his papers, I'm totally for it. That, to I, me, is a sign that you're doing rivalry correctly. So I will say this. Um, obviously, the game is the game, and Ohio State wants to win it no matter where they are in the course of their season. But obviously, this one had intensely high uh, implications for the rest of the season as a whole. I do not – I mean, I, I understand that Ohio State fans are all about, you know, let, let's get into the playoff. Let's do some damage there. We've seen this story before. Ohio State team that people don't believe in gets in with the last seed, runs runs wreckage over the rest of the conference uh, – or over the rest of the playoff, et cetera, et cetera. Um, JT Barrett's numbers, man, they are like you – can, you can pick – any number of bad Big Ten quarterbacks, and in a lot of the relevant categories, he is just fucking lagging, man. It's not good. It's it not. really is not. It's not. And this team, this team, they're really not, on the whole, going to blow your doors off. But JT Barrett does have one advantage, by the way. Two advantages. His left, le- his left leg defense. and his right leg? His left leg and his right leg may make that four, okay. four advantages total. He gets his defense to play behind, which is the defense that just beat the defense that previously was ranked ahead of them in terms of of S and P. They were they were actually they were one, yeah. Bama's two, and they managed to still put together winning drives against that defense. J T. Barrett's just he will at one point make a marginal difference. He's not going to do anything spectacular but he will do something that you cannot answer defensively. And in a game that they play that's that close and relies on field position and defense, it'll make a difference. Also, if Ohio State's kicker had been accurate, this game would have been over. Yep. Yeah, we would have even, even had OT. He had one of those aberrant games where he just missed two field goals, including a gimme out of nowhere. So it really, going to OT, this shows you where Michigan is. This is how long it takes, by the way, if you're dealing with one of these like monstrosities of a program that's capable of like sucking up that much talent and collateral and, and, and momentum all by itself, your Alabama's or your Ohio States. There's really very few, maybe Texas is another program that can do that. This is how long it takes to climb the hill against them. Michigan's lost to them with Harbaugh twice in a row. Now 
once in the closest game in program history that Michigan lost. Right. This is the first time I think first time I've been to OT yep. in the history in, of the, the history of the series. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I've been to OT in the history of the the series, and it um, and this was and they lost. Like in Michigan is recruiting the doors off of that program, and they're still that much behind. Right. So I, I, I like you're watching it. You go, this all makes sense, and I still like bleed for Michigan because, god damn, that sucked. They'll be fine. I don't, you know, they'll be fine. They'll be. Fi- I mean, they will be, fine, be fine. But they'll for twenty four, but for twenty four hours, you just want to like freebase Epsom salts. I, I would. Just... I would like to dispel one myth here. I think a lot of people walk away from this and they're like, "Oh man, Michigan fans are really going to bitch about the refereeing now." I promise you. That was true no matter whether or not Michigan won this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. I have, so, yes, we won the game. However, I am more concerned about... An, I have an, a, as, a as the following eight pages will attest... <clears throat> thread. Thread. Double... I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> double Wolverine. Undergrad 02. Law School 07. My brief is as follows. <laughs> Um, hey, guess what? <laughs> Colorado plays in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, that's cool. Like, ah, that's right. That's, that's totally awesome. true and accurate. Good job, um, right? Thanks. Um, I I took the liberty of pulling together our our uh, preseason predictions just to see how wrong we were. Um, man, Colorado, we did you dirty. We said five and seven. We said you would barely miss a bowl game, and you fucking showed us. We felt great about that. We felt like we were really boosting Colorado. We did. We thought we were, yeah. Um, we were, I will say this. I, I haven't pulled our, our Big 12 numbers are still sort of contingent on the last week of games. I threw out everybody that we, if you were within a game on either side of our prediction, I basically said that we were right. Because I think that's a fair margin of error. Um, the ACC, we did really well. The teams we got wrong Wake Forest, we said they were going to go three and nine. They actually went six and six. Claw fence forever. Uh, Georgia Tech, we said you were going to go ten and two, and <laughs> that still feels insane. But they did. They did at least go eight and four. So we were off, but not like huge margins off. Every other conference, I mean, we got seven teams wrong in the Big Ten. We got seven teams wrong in the Pac-12. We got seven teams wrong in the SEC. We're really bad at this. Like aggressively bad at this. I'm, I'm I'm proud. I don't care. We we left it all in the field. We we tried our best. We tried to guess, and and ultimately, yeah, we were wrong, flagrantly wrong. But we should be proud of that wrongness. We, we, we said we there. said UCLA was going to go nine and three. And we really we really should have failed the minute <laughs> the minute the minute that they the minute that they decided to run like mm, we're going to be more physical. Are you more physical? No. Oh, okay, that means you're. You're not gonna be able to do that, are you? That's that, that's my favorite. I feel like be, that's I'm I'm, tough. I feel like that's tough. a thing you say when you accidentally gain ten pounds because you weren't paying attention. You're like, well, I'm just gonna be a brawler now. Yeah, that that ain't you, dude. Um, don't don't do it. Yeah, we were just God. We were bad at this. We said Wisconsin was going seven and five. Hmm? 
We said Penn State by, was going six I stand and by, six. I know. I stand, I stand by that. I think Wisconsin is seven and five. You, I, you I, can't tell me not. I will. I will give UCLA credit. You went four and eight in like the quietest way possible. Nobody is talking about what a catastrophe UCLA football was this season because you are overshadowed in your own conference by Oregon doing the exact same thing. Can we talk about Oregon for a second? Hmm. Might take more yeah, than a second. Yeah, I, I, I like I like talking about that because um there there's this argument as to whether you should fire somebody. Yeah. Right? Like you like there. Okay, well what's your value? Right? Like what what do you bring to the program? When I ask you like what Mark Helfrich brings to the program, mm-hmm. it would be evidenced by an administration that had not fired a coach since nineteen seventy six being loyal and really sweating through firing him right yeah um they were looking like two weeks ago <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's that's where we're at in terms yeah. of in terms of yeah where mark helfrich is where we're at is the name lane kiffin being thrown out oh boy yeah so you want to talk to me about well, i don't know what value do you bring right um, uh it, yeah is that, it that's, that's is where it, we're at. is it recruiting no no it's not no. not these days there's Not in the Pac-12 North. Um, boy, is it uh, coaching the players up? Do you get the most out of them over the course of – no, it's definitely not that either. Um, do you hire good and impressive rising assistants? <laughs> ah, no, I wouldn't say you do, Mark. Mark, I'd say that's a weakness. Yeah. So not much here. So- but what 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 exactly do you do? Here? Do you do you beat the do you beat the rival that you beat every year because that's just what you do in this case Oregon State? No, Mark Helfrich. No, you don't beat either of those. No, you do, you do not. Um, what I will say is this: I coaching firing season in college football is always impressive because there are so many slapdick ways to go about it. There is what Texas did, which is sort of wait until independent Texas media said that Tom Herman was going to go to LSU and then go get Tom Herman, which was kind of funny in its own way. Uh, There was LSU's reaction to that, which was insisting that they would never get in a bidding war, even though they pursued (laughs) Jimbo fucking Fisher. I'm not Um, owned. (laughs) and then there's what oregon's doing which as last i've checked you two know better than i do um they have they have let it leak that they are looking for a new head coach but they have not currently (laughs) even talked to the current one it's like uh it's like a it's it's not like a divorce it's like it's one bigamy. Of those, it's one fucking of those, bigamy is what it is it's, it's like a uncoupling or something you know like it's 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 like an arranged kind of thing where like uh i like yeah, bro- this, my like, ex-wife is my best friend i like brian i like brian stuff. yeah we're staying together for mortgage purposes she's on the lease so um no i like brian floyd's <laughs> suggestion. Coaching marriage. <laughs> i like brian floyd's suggestion that um they're just trying to ghost him, that they're just hoping he'll just move on and be like, man, it's weird that they just stopped calling. Huh. That and he shows up to recruit against Oregon's actual head coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward. Uh, that and you should also note the AD, right? The AD got a call from him, right? Like yes. that's, let's just let's drive that home. Let's drive that point home. The, the AD at Oregon got a call from the coach 
who said, oh, what's up with my job? <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, let's review that. No, 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 no. Like, we'll get around to it, buddy. Also, oh, yeah, Phil Knight said in the locker room uh, after the Oregon State job that there were 20 out of 25 teams that were outfitted by Nike, and he couldn't be more proud of the one in this locker room. The problem is that locker room was Ohio State, where he yeah, was standing. Yeah, he, he's super proud of Oregon. See, they're not in the top 25. So, yeah. therefore, he's still more proud of, surely Phil Knight is really proud of Oregon. And it's just that ranking thing. That that yeah. that that's that's the only thing standing in the way. I, let me give I, you let, let me heard, give you a, a, yeah, one little ahead. thing about this too. We're talking about recruiting. Uh, you want to know another thing that's going to light a fire under everyone's ass? Oregon's currently twenty seventh in rivals rankings. Take rivals rankings for what they're worth, which is very little, but they're at least a windsock as to what direction a program is trending. Not that Oregon has ever been huge on recruiting, just not a huge population, not a massive area. They've done real well getting certain talented people in there and then developed their three stars real well. Guess who's 28 right behind them? Oregon State. Uh-oh. That's right well, well. there, homie. Like, right behind you. So, yeah. that That's what we're looking at in terms of getting people in. What I, what I like is that, so there are five active athletic directors and yes i just called barry alvarez active interpret that as you will um that sit on the college football playoff selection committee and originally when they announced sort of what the committee was going to be made uh, how how it'd be made up and who would be on it there was a lot of head scratching about like well you know gosh dan radikevich uh if if clemson's in there that's you know they're gonna have to figure out recusals and all that um Rob Mullins, Oregon athletic director, has a very different problem right now. He has to go and advocate and, and seriously advocate because it's not a sure thing on behalf of Washington. <laughs> That's a thing he has to do. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, well, phew, man. Curb- yeah. He has to come. Like the thing they do is they say, OK, who have you seen in person? Let's get the real <laughs> the, the real on site expertise to go yeah. with whatever other and bullshit then, we and use. Then and Rob, Rob Mullins Rob says, is gonna yeah, be like, Don't I, uh, sleep don't sleep on Nebraska, man. They're feisty. I, <laughs> Listen, there are at least seven or eight teams that are as good as Washington. <laughs> we need to expand the playoff to eight teams, one for everybody that beat Oregon. <laughs> Oregon State. I saw them with my eyes. They were very <laughs> impressive, very dominant, had Cal, a lot of game control. Cal is just outside the playoff. They're so close. Yeah, um, I mean that's oh, man. I don't. I don't know what you do if you're if you're Oregon because you have I, you I, have a you, listen. You have a better plan. You can't decide. Okay, you beat Utah. So now, like that's the real problem is when you get to the end of the season, there has to be some sort of sense of like we're doing this or we're not. Saying okay, you know Charlie Strong can save his job if he beats TCU. Or, oh, you beat Utah, uh, so you're safe unless you lose. So, like, it feels like splitting hairs in such a stupid way that I think you just need to, once you get 10 games in, you should know if you're keeping this coach or not. Now, if they if they turn the program around completely over the last three weeks or whatever, yeah, you can maybe have that conversation. But, like, this it's the same thing that almost happened with Ed Orgeron and LSU, where it was like these small margin games are really, you know, Oregon almost didn't beat Utah. Oregon literally came within an inch of not beating Utah. 
And that was what put Mark Helfrich back in the safe. Like, none of it makes any goddamn sense. I mean, yeah. And I don't know who they like. Texas, you can get, I think you can manufacture a lot of mostly artificial controversy about how they handle Charlie. Charlie knew he was done. He knew he was fired. He wasn't going to be, that wasn't happening. They just had to wait. I still maintain anybody who says, well, you know, he, he had a chance. No, he didn't. No, he didn't lying. have a chance for, he didn't have a chance from the start. Steve Patterson hired him. Red McCombs didn't get consulted on it. So Red gets all itchy. Red gets all head up because he's a wealthy Texan and you have to consult him about things like that. He didn't have a friend in the building after Steve Patterson was fired. Well, everybody liked him, but in terms of the booster base, he's never their pick. And that may be fair or unfair, but that was that, those were the conditions. Now they have Tom Herman. Tom Herman's going to have Mac Brown sitting right there as old boss because he was a GA under him. By the way, he was the GA who rode on the hood or he rode on the car with Ricky Williams in the National Championship Parade. I think Tom Herman's job was to keep Ricky in because Ricky just might wander off like, ooh, that looks neat. Come back in the car, Ricky. Come here. But yeah, that's it, it, they hired Herman. Herman's going to be a great fit. He'll be fine. Texas did pretty well. What the hell does Oregon do? That's how that's how I want to end. Just how, what what the hell does Oregon do to hire a coach who's going to come in there? Cuz I got one answer and it's weird. I mean, you might as well start with weird just, because just, there is there are no conventional answers. There are no like hot Pac-12 assistants. Unless you want to go down to FCS in the area, there—I mean, there are very few mid-major teams in the area. The options are slim. So let's get duck. let's let's start weird. Row the we, duck, okay? Just row, row. row the duck. Row the I duck. mean, that's not that weird though. I mean, like it's pretty weird. He's not he's holding out for something in the Midwest. Why would Oregon not take PJ Fleck? Yeah, are we are we recording during? Isn't Purdue announcing something today? Did that happen? Did I miss that? No one knows. Who cares? Okay. okay. <laughs> no one. No one will be at the press conference. <laughs> Word will filter out by Thursday or so. I do. You know what? We talked about this last night. Um, Louisville's AD announced. I think last around like eight or nine o'clock. <laughs> he was like, yeah. "We we're having a press conference tomorrow. Major, major news. Major coaching news. Major coaching news. After Louisville loses to Kentucky." And you're like, oh, shit, something's going on. Nope, it's a new volleyball coach. Which does sort of relate to our man Bobby Petrino. (laughs) (laughs) Volleyball. 